Hey ladies, welcome to another episode of the Queen Talk Podcast. As always, I am super excited to come on and have this talk. Alrighty, so this Queen Talk is going to be extra, 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 extra special and juicy because we know that you ladies are ready to manifest your man. Right. <laughs> and instead of me having this conversation by myself, because though that would be cool, this is so much better, right? I've called on my beautiful, beautiful sister Leo to come on and join me for today's talk. The benefit of our Queen Talk today is that we are coming from two different ends of the spectrum. Yes. Right. And before we jump in on the ends of the spectrum and how to manifest your man and our personal journeys and what your journey could look like, I'm going to allow Leo to introduce herself and then we're going to jump in straight from there. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, beautiful. I am so grateful to be here. I'm Leo. I am a transformational coach. And what I do is I help women to get their energy right to attract more love, wealth, and abundance in their lives. So I'm so grateful to be here. Yes, yes. You know, you and I energetically aligned. So this is an honor for me. Yes, it's an honor for me as well. Like it's this is next level talk today. Yes, it is. This is yes, it is level and if you ladies are looking to take your life to the next level know that this conversation is going to be so much bigger than manifesting your man yep so much bigger than that so <laughs> we gonna jump right in We're yes jump right all right so this is where i think we should begin today's talk right about the transformation that it takes for us as women to see ourselves as worthy of attracting a positive relationship and a positive marriage. What's your point of view on that? Ooh, so I think a lot of women feel like they have to be perfect in order to attract the right person. Right. And while you may still be in your healing process, you can still attract the person that you want. Yeah. So, so that's that's what my thoughts are. Because although in in my particular situation, I was healing, I was doing the work for myself Mm -hmm. and then energetically the person will come. Yes. Because I'm already doing the work. Yeah. I wasn't perfect, but I was still doing the work. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about the work. (laughs) Let's talk. To answer your question, what about me? Same scenario. Same exact scenario. I was doing the work, right? I can distinctly remember being in a space where I had to recognize, all right, Brie, so we'd have been talking to this dude and this wasn't what we wanted. We talked to this dude and this this is not what we wanted, right? Because I feel like it looks different for a lot of people. You have some women, right, who are kind of just sleeping around with X, Y, Z, right? And they're kind of numb to the reality that sex is so much bigger. Right. Mm. Right. Than mm-hmm. just trying to get that that itch scratch, that feeling satisfied, right? But then I feel like you got the some women that's sleeping around, and then you have the other ones who recognize, okay, so I gotta be celibate for a period of time right? I got to have some standards for myself. And that's what I went through. I had to realize like, okay, I need to take my sexual energy and I need to shift it. And I need to put it somewhere else. And for me, I put it into growing myself and seeing myself as a queen, right? Yeah. So then when you speak about doing the work, because I feel like people always say, you got to do the work, you got to do the work, you got to do the work. But what is do the work? What is, what is do the work? <laughs> what is do the work? What would you say is doing the work? Ooh. Okay, so I'm a I'm a I'm gonna get real honest and real raw. I realized that I was the problem in what I attracted. 
So, and this, I'm just speaking for me. So I don't want anybody to think I'm throwing stones. I was only attracting, or I was only talking to the people that would talk to me. Mm. So a guy would have to approach me for me to talk to him. Right. Okay. And then I looked at the caliber of guys that were talking to me. And I was like, is this what I wanted? Is this what I want? No. Right. And so I knew I didn't want it, but I was still dated because, oh, you know, this person, I ought to give them a chance. Oh, you was looking at their potential. I used to do that. Was it the potential thing? Right. Why was I giving them a chance? For potential? For potential. For potential. And you know what else I had to learn? That I was dating one person at a time. They're not going to One like person at a time. Yeah. So all I could, all I had was this view of this one person and this point of view. And I'm trying to make it work with this person because this is out of all the people that tried to talk to me, this one had the most, um, who looked the best on paper. Right. And you know, men date multiple women at a time. When men are in search for their wives, they date multiple people at one time and mm-hmm. i was guilty of the same thing too you know in, in the in the in the um social culture they call them situationships yep i was guilty girl i had a situationship for almost two years really and when i tell you oh we, i was having a blast in his words we're just we were just having fun yeah when i tell you what over at my house, we chilling like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. When I tell you we're going on expensive dates, I'm getting introduced to the friends. Everything is a freaking blast. We never argued, but he wasn't my man. Mm-hmm. He made it very clear in the beginning, right? Right. But what did I do? Like you said, I was only dating one person at a time. So at that point in my head, it's just like, well, maybe he'll see how great I am. Right. Maybe he'll see my potential and want to jump through hoops. (laughs) Not the jumping through hoops. That's how it was, though. And, And it's so funny because one thing that I've recognized in that space was that you got to be very clear in the beginning about what it is that you want. And it's oftentimes, as women, we don't know what we want. You ask a woman, okay, so you say you want you want a man or whatever. Okay, so tell me what you want from him. Well, he need to have a good job, you know, maybe his own business, his own place, his own car. It's giving bare minimum. The bare minimum. I just need him to be breathing. Mm. He ain't got to be breathing, sis. He can be on life support. <laughs> I just got to be able to call him mine. Right. Mm. And what does and that what does say that, about us? Oh, I was about to say, what does that say to the universe? Mm. God, you asking God for the bare minimum and that's what you get. That's what you get. It's what you get. And I think that sometimes we don't take into consideration that what you ask for is what you're going to get. Even if you're asking for it, even if you're asking for it subconsciously, if you haven't taken the time to really figure out what it is that you want as a woman, you're just going to get whatever comes to you, whatever subconscious thoughts that you have inside your brain, that's what's going to be attracted to you. And when, when you operate from a mindset of not knowing what you want, if we're keeping it so 1000 right now, nine times out of 10, the subconscious thoughts are negative. Yep. Or let's think about it this way. I loved how you said that. We know what we don't want. Mm. So I don't want to think about it all day. Mm-hmm. And you know what the subconscious does? It doesn't know whether it's negative or positive. So all it hears is you saying, I don't want this. So what do you get? Somebody with this. I don't want, I don't want somebody with a whole bunch of baby mamas. And then what do you get? Somebody with a whole bunch of baby mamas. That's all this coming to you. And you're like, dang, what is going on? Well, I thought I said I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but you also didn't say what you did want. What you did want. That's what you should be focusing on. That's all Not you, what you don't want. You know, facts. Facts. And recognizing too, because I feel like with women, <laughs> it's so funny how we do this. We want the man to be top notch. For the ones who think they do know what they want, we want him to be top notch perfect. What about you? Mm, that's a good thing to think about. What about you? You want him to live in a mansion. You want him to drive a drop top Lamborghini, Bugatti, Maserati, right? You want him to be a CEO of a company. You don't even have no business about yourself. Mm. Why would a man of a particular caliber or vibrational frequency want a woman who is not operating on the same vibrational frequency? That doesn't make sense. Oh, that's a very interesting point. Right. And then when you think about it, that's the reason why. Because I feel like one thing I had to learn as I was going through that celibate journey was my own standards and my own boundaries. Right. And how I started to look at it as standards are up and down, boundaries go out. Mm, okay. Right. So as I started to ask myself, okay, Brie, what would you like for him to have? What would you like for him to have? What would you like for him to have? And as I got right there, I realized if I wanted him to have, because this is the this is the half part, it should always be principles and personal characteristic types, right? Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. I wanted him to be compassionate, shouldn't I work on my compassion? Mm. If I wanted to him to be to be affectionate, shouldn't I work on my affection? And so that as I took it up right here, here comes the boundaries. I meet a guy, you're not compassionate, skirt. You're not affectionate, skirt. And I can put that boundary out there like that because I've been working on those same things that I wanted myself. And I love how you said that energetically. These are the emotional things that people don't think about. They think about the the physical or the financial things, but they don't think about the the emotional things and just mm-hmm. working on those emotional things yourself. And I, I really think that is amazing. Another thing that, um, I forgot what I was going to say, but what I think one of the things I wanted to talk about was, um, God is not, or universal, however you call it, is not going to drop a guy out of the sky. So all you do is go home and go to work mm. and go home, go to work. And so mm-hmm. that's when you think God is going to send you somebody in between going home and going to work. You actually have to go and put yourself in these positions where you're going to meet those guys. Thanks. You got to go out there. You got to put yourself out there. Yes, it's a vulnerable thing yeah. to put yourself out there and to be seen and to be noticed and to have conversations. Yeah. But this is how you grow. You're telling me that he's not just going to be in the bathroom when I get home? He not, he, I actually have to put myself out there. Right. Right. And it's crazy because I find that women who are fearful to put themselves out there is because they lack self-confidence, big solar plexus energy, right? Mm, 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 mm. Blockage in the solar plexus energy. You lack the self-confidence. You lack the willpower to actually put yourself out there. But I truly believe that if it's a blocking or solar plexus right there, we still need to go back to the sacral chakra. Who are you? Who are you? Who's your identity? Who are you? Who will you show up as when you do put yourself out there to meet your mates? Who are you showing up as? Because when you are strong in who your identity is, you're not going to be fearful to put yourself out there. At all. And I love how you brought up the sacral chakra. And um, one of the things I wanted to talk about and why celibacy is important and how it, how it, coincides with the sacral chakra is that it's all about pleasure with the sacral chakra and you cannot look and this is going to be we might have to do another show on this one you cannot look for a man to please you and that means in any way you have to know what you like you have to know how to please yourself because you'll be constantly depending on men to please you Mm. Mm, let me let me let's dive a little bit into that when you say because I know what you mean 
I know exactly what you mean, right? <laughs> but for the ladies listening in, what, what realms of pleasure or pleasing are you talking about when a woman should know how to please herself? That could be a, oh, that's a good question. That could be everything. What do you like to do? How do you like to have fun? Do you like to go out? Do you like movies? Do you like skating? That's a pleasure. Thanks. Also, pleasure is what do you like sexually? Right. Do you know these things? Right. Is your sexual pleasure dependent on having that person? Right. That is a huge responsibility for men to have. Right. You have to know within yourself how to please yourself. Because if you don't, you're going to be constantly looking for somebody else to please you. Back to goes to the validation. Mm. It goes to the validation. But one thing I want to touch on, staying on to hear this one, maybe. <laughs> I want to talk about women pleasing themselves and the masturbation part. I want to get into that. That's why I love the fact that this is my freaking Queen Talk podcast. I can talk about whatever I want. And right. Get me off. Right. Yes. I think that while it is important for a woman to know how to please herself, if we're talking for the if we're talking about from the sexual realm, I feel like as women, you must know the line and the barrier of knowing when you are taking masturbation too far. Ah, okay. Okay. I feel like using toys as a strict like a restriction against having a man, you're gonna numb yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That does okay. You know, <laughs> you're gonna okay. numb yourself mm-hmm. to a man actually being able to please you, right? You've been uh, using toys mm-hmm. for two years straight. I don't need no man. As soon as you use that toy, you have an orgasm in five minutes. So then when you sleep with a man or you get a man and that man is interested in foreplay and he's interested in talking to you and stimulating your brain before he ever even gets inside your panties, you're not going to know how to connect on that level because they've used the I could just please myself type thing. I, I don't I don't need all that time. I just can do this real quick. Ooh. You take that's a good you point. experience out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was just a little snippet on that. What is it? You know what? You need to do a, a show on that. Because mm-hmm. people need to talk about that. That yeah. you can over you can overindulge. In a lot of things, and it can make you numb, or it can make you um, unavailable for when you actually do meet your 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 mate. Yeah. So I want to um, get back to asking you, mm-hmm. how did you attract your spouse? All right. It just brings me so much joy to talk about it. This brings me so much joy. So before I talk about where we met, I want to talk about the how, like you said, right? First things first, like I said, it was it was me putting my energy back into me, right? That was the first thing. And recognizing that I was okay with going on this self-searching journey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? It started with that. Then it led into, like I said, me recognizing my standards and boundaries that I would have to operate off of in order to be able to increase my discernment on what the right partner would look like for me, right? Not what my homegirls thought would be best for me, not what my family thought would be best for me, what I actually knew would be best for me right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I had to make a list there's a that's what I wanted Woo, we should that's what I'm getting to I had to make a list mm-hmm. of what I was looking for 
of what I was looking for. So then that way, as I dated multiple people, as you stated, so powerful, y'all. Y'all heard Leo say it on here today. Mm -hmm. As I dated multiple people, I could then compare my list to these people. So then that way I didn't get caught up like I did in that past situationship of because I didn't have a list of what it is that I was looking for. I was just hoping for anything. Mm -hmm. It's the list. And just accepting that list. Yes, ma'am. Accepting anything. Yeah. How you feel about the list? Talk to me about the list. I love the list. The list is you know, a lot of people don't believe in the list and uh, I'm a firm believer in the list. Yep. I was, uh, the difference between us is that I was dating, I, I was divorced with children Yeah. when I met my spouse. So I was divorced. And so when you experience a divorce, you feel like a failure. And mm-hmm. then to have kids on top of it, you feel like a double failure because now you have to navigate who you are and what you want along with having kids. So, you know, any of the women that might be listening that might say, oh, you know, I'm divorced and I have kids. It can still happen for you. So (laughs) exactly. So getting back to what you were talking about is a list. And it was me like on this journey of, okay, I dated and I know I don't like this. I don't like this. So let me sit down and think about what do I like? I made a list of the things that I wanted in a partner. Mm-hmm. And then I energetically felt it in my head, like how it would be right. to have this person. Yeah. What it would be. You know, you have to, not only do you have to just look at this list, but you also have to feel it. You put emotion behind. Yeah. It's not just a list. People just think, oh, I just make a list and just throw it away. Right. No, you have to energetically take this in. How would I feel dealing with this person? Facts, facts, facts. And so I have a question Mm -hmm. for the divorced women listening to this, right? Because of course this message is universal, whether they listen to it right now, whether they listen to it five years from now, right? Somebody's going to hear this message. When you talk about the list, let's go back to tying that into the mindset of what I don't want. When you were making your list, I can bet that it wasn't, well, I remember in the marriage or whatever that he was like, duh, 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 duh. so I don't want, duh, duh, duh. did you operate from a mindset of comparison? Did you operate from a mindset of just using your experience to now know what it is that you want? Like how, how does the list and the reality of the divorce, how, what's that look like? Ooh, that's a great question too. Uh, from that experience, I realized what I did want mm. and what was lacking in that relationship. I decided this is what I want to focus on in the next relationship. Not necessarily the negative part where it was like, I don't want no man who blah. I don't want, I was like, well, I want, my next husband to have this Mm. I want my next husband to have this Mm. I want my next husband to have this and see how that sounds compared to I don't want I don't want I don't want you know what I mean and that's what I that's what I focused on I didn't focus on all the negativity of my marriage it ended and you you know marriages and divorce is very difficult but you have to make peace with it you have to make peace with it. So let me ask you this. After divorce, like, okay, so you you were in that space, you recognize, okay, this marriage is coming to an end. Did you have the mindset right after divorce that you knew? I'm okay. not. Okay. Did you? Did, not. No, I, I don't know about all these women because it might be some women. If you're divorced or you've been in a long-term, you know, relationship with one person, you're going to have the same or most of the women have the same things that I had. I was doing wife things for guys that I had only known for two weeks. So I'm washing clothes and, and getting food ready and making lunch. And then I had to sit and think like, I don't even like you. Mm. I don't like you. 
Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this for a man? Like, let's be honest, some women, and it's some women, and I have to admit that I was one of those women. I would date a guy and I would want to be intimate. So I'd ignore all the other stuff and just be like, okay, you know, I'm going to pretend that I like this guy so I can have the intimacy. Right. I know a lot of women won't admit that, but I did. Yeah. I don't even like you as a person. Right. What am I doing these things? To feel that. I didn't value myself. Exactly. To to feel valuable. Mm -hmm. Feel like, well, if I do these things for him. I'm showing my worth. Look at me. This is the worth Olympics. The worth. me i can wash your clothes i can work me it's like girl does he even see you as the wife right did you even talk about that that was the part that was me i had to it was when this for me that rich and i connected i had to come to the freaking realization that i never even talked about what I wanted in the beginning with the guys that I was dating to even set the standard of what it is that I wanted. I've been going mm. through these relationships of, I'm going with the flow. I'm just going to see how it we is. Just see gonna how kick it. It is. We mm-hmm. just going to kick it. And it was with one of my good girlfriends. Jennifer really awoke in my mindset to say, Brie, no, you have to go into it. And if you say you're looking for marriage, if you say you're looking for something serious and he say, well, I mean, I ain't really looking for that right now. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, we can see how things we go. We see how it goes. See how it goes? No. No. A man, the man that is a husband is looking for a wife. And it's not going to make you jump through hoops. Mm. Mm. he's not gonna make him jump through hoops he's gonna already know what it is that he is looking for as well that's why it's so powerful to have the list both people have to recognize I know what I want you know what you want and that's how Rich and I end up getting married so fast like we met each other December the 21st we, we met each other on Tinder, oh. <laughs> right? Which goes back to what it is that you were saying earlier. You have to put yourself out there. Yeah. I distinctly remember when I got back on Tinder in October, I told myself, I said, you know what? He not going to be in the bathroom, right? He's not going to be in the backyard. I had to come to the realization because we like to do this when I don't go out, and when we say go out, only thing we think about is clubbing. That's Clubs. the only thing we think when we think about going out. So I had to recognize I'm putting so much energy into my business. I really, everything I do, I really kind of like was doing it by myself, right? So I did love to go to the park and sit at the park and, you know, all that type of stuff like that. But then I recognized Tinder is a dating app. I'm ready to date. Why? right and of course I had friends who were like well I don't know and I remember I still remember my friend Jennifer told me she was like I mean not trying to say you can't find anything on there or whatever but the odds are very slim I operate off of the odds are very slim I like to think of myself as that type of person who if it's that one percent I can get the one I love that right I can get the one. And so I was intentional, very intentional when I went on that app to say, I'm fully aware that it's going to be men on here who's going to play with me. I remember a guy was like, have my baby. And we was four messages in. Right? But I had standards and boundaries that I had been working on for the past two years. Then now that I had the list, I had the standards, I had the boundaries. I was able to, nope, you ain't the one. 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 And then when him and I matched and connected and we talked, I was able to be like, 
And I remember when you and I talked, and I want you to talk about this. When you were saying about the list for your husband, talk to the ladies about how you and your husband met. And I remember you saying that he didn't have, quote unquote, or possibly didn't have all 10 things on the list. No, no. Tell, tell him about the connection. Okay, so um, I'm a little different. My, I met my husband on Facebook in a Facebook interest group. So, um, you know, it was still networking, but in things that I was interested in. So, um, you know, my husband was so busy that he wasn't even thinking about, you know, um, I don't want to say dating, but he wasn't, I was not in his periphery. I had to make myself notice like, hey, and then he did the rest, but I had to get in his, in his view, mm-hmm. so to speak. And when we're talking about the list, I had this list and, um, you know, I was, you know, chatting with people online and um, my husband didn't have all the things on the list, but the most important things that he had were the principles and the, the moral things that I needed and the grounding things that I needed. Right. And so the other things came, you know, and, and I don't want people to get so rigid about their list. Right. Because some of the things you think you want, you know, you really don't want, or you don't need. Facts. And recognizing that you're not going to get your exact person. Your person, Rich and I are so much alike but then yet there are still things about us that were so different. Right. So different. Like, it's like a paternal twin. Like, it's like that. But I want to jump back to something that you said about you had to make yourself seen in, in, in his point of view. I want you to explain to the ladies how that does not mean Ooh, look at me. Mm-mm, no. It wasn't that. Mm-mm, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It, it was that. it was more of a gentle introduction of myself and um you know interactions through that way. Yes. Of just having conversations. Yeah. And honestly, I had to be the first one to say hi. I had to hop in the DMs. Oh. <laughs> shoot my shot you know what I'm saying it's getting because, yes because honestly and let me tell um good men are probably just as hurt as you and mm-hmm. are keeping their heads down and focusing on their goals mm-hmm. they're trying to heal themselves mm-hmm. to attract a, a, a better person right right so I'm not saying some women think that when you say oh um you know hop in the dms it was like you're taking over his job no i just had to make myself known and put myself in his his presence to see that hey i'm here yeah i think a lot of women are like and i'm gonna just jump off topic real quick because women are like oh why do the basketball players go for those type of women because those type of women are being seen where are you are you at the game can they see you can they see you? you right where are you those women are there right they can see them and sometimes when a man is so focused on providing because that's what we want him to be working and providing you have to make yourself seen talk to the ladies about the balance between when you made yourself seen of the feminine energy that you know you had to operate off of because a real divine masculine is looking for divine feminine. Mm. Whew. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, I don't believe that so when I talked to him, um, you know, I, I'm trying to think, I talked to him and, you know, the conversation just flowed, mm-hmm. the conversation just flowed and we were actually out of state. So we were dating long distance. Mm-hmm. 
And then when we finally met up, um, it was that connection that allowed me to be feminine. So I have to be honest where I wasn't sure that I could operate in my divine femininity until I did the work. But not only that, I found somebody who could operate in the masculine. And you'll know when you start dating them, when you start going out on these dates, how did they treat you? Yep. You know, um, but there was some struggle with that. There, I have to admit there was some struggle when you are a woman that is so hell bent or you grew up operating in the masculine. Yep. I'm not going to say that there's not challenges, but when you meet that right person, that wall comes down. Yes, it does. And you realize that you can be safe yes. and that this person is a provider and a protector and it's okay to operate in the divine feminine. And I'm telling you, ladies, it is so much easier I never thought, I never thought I was Miss Independent. I'm paying for half the bill. Listen, you're not going to say, you know, I'm paying half. Well, hey. I got this. I might take you out on a date. Because I don't want you to think that I ain't got it. I ain't got it. Right. I'm. That was me. Thanks. I'm going to do it myself because I don't want to ask anybody for help. Mm. How but masculine? Me, how masculine is that? And now that I'm able to operate in this feminine energy and the softness and not meaning that I'm not like it tough or I'm, I'm very, I, I want to describe the word different than soft, but I'm able to just exist. Yeah. But I don't I love the word soft. I feel like there's nothing wrong with saying soft because as women with the culture, we want to be so hard. So right. then we go to soft, we try to compare soft and weak. weak. Yes. Soft and weak are two different words. Two different words. A man is looking for us to exude the softness. He wants that. He wants the energy of, I can be the tough guy. And of course, even in that, right, you don't want to calling a man who is so hard that he can't be soft himself but right. in in a positive marriage it takes the man being able to be hard and soft and the woman being able to be soft and hard at the same time so then that way both people can merge together and like you said about how when you come together with that person there's going to be challenges right so like you were saying you were willing to pay for half Mine for me, I never forget it. And it's still so relevant right now in my marriage. Rich, he's going to open the door, right? And I remember when we first got together, he was saying he had a girl or whatever that, you know, he dated for a little period of time. And she was pressed on, I can open my own car though. I don't need you to open my car door. I can open it. He cut her off. She wasn't the wife. He saw it right then and there. And sometimes as women, we don't recognize you're going to lose out on your husband trying to be so hard. Trying to be so hard. The man wants to be a gentleman. And a gentleman. What would that have done? What would that have done? Would it have diminished her, her value or something because somebody opened the door? Allow people to be nice to you. Allow people to do things for you. When you operate in your divine feminine, you allow that masculine to do things. You don't have to do everything yourself. And that is so important for us to learn. And, you know, my husband is my absolute, like you said, yours is your best friend. My husband is my best friend. I can talk to him about anything. And, you know, one of the things that wasn't on the list, he's, um, He's an introvert. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I'm big and social and he's, <laughs> he's an introvert, but it works. You know what I mean? And God, I just want that for everyone to be able to be soft. This is the year to be soft and yes. feminine. Yeah. Yeah. And to be at peace, yeah. you know, and to just be loved on allow yourself to be loved on yeah without conditions without 
conditions because I one of the seeds that I planted when I knew that I was getting in that space where I was ready for a relationship was the seed of unconditional love. Mm. Right? Mm. And unconditional doesn't mean that he cheat on me and I'm gonna keep him. Right. Unconditional doesn't mean that I let him punch me on the floor and I keep him. Right. Right. Of course, there are conditions. Right. <laughs> but unconditional truly means. I'm not going to allow my triggers to stop me from growing with the person who wants to grow with me, Mm. right? I'm not going to allow the way I used to operate to then now dictate how it is that I move. I used to be one of the type of girls, if we're going back to like the independent thing or whatever, oh, I don't got to deal with this. Oh, me too. Oh, oh. Blocked. Blocked. I'm up with this. I'm not putting up with this. And then you recognize, so what you gonna do? You gonna be single or are we gonna go back to the situationship, right? Because one thing I realized in the situationship, the situationship was cool, fine and dandy because there was no commitment, right? right. So I can put up with that. We put up with the situationships because there is no real commitment. There's no real vulnerability right there. Everything was so surface level that we deal with that. But then when we run into a person who really shows us the shadow side of ourselves, it turns into, okay, hold up. Wait a minute. Did I sign up for this? Oh, no. This is, I. yep. Woo. You know, you didn't even realize the the traumas and the triggers that you bring into even when you think you think you're healthy. That's what I think a marriage is for. I truly believe that a marriage is there to show you that side of you that only the commitment of that level of vulnerability can show you. That's why I feel like people who have been together for ten years and are not married, in my opinion there is no comparison to a person who is married. I don't care if you've been married for one month. There is no comparison because the moment you lock in, and of course people can say, well, a marriage is just a law. You just put in a law into your business. That's your perspective. This is my perspective. When you get married, you lock into a certain level of commitment and vulnerability that energetic-wise, brings out a side of you that you cannot run away from right nope. unless you're a person who cool with as soon as the first argument comes you want my in and now we're gonna get a divorce but if you're really in it for the long run the marriage will show you Bree, this is how you act when you get upset if rich told me the other day this, whenever you get back beside the corner or whatever you you always want to turn the situation around whenever you get back beside the corner right so i'm like well, what you backing me inside the corner for, right? Like, <laughs> you you... And you know what? You you learn how to healthy having healthy argument, facts, healthy disagreements, facts. That was. Oh man, we could go on and on about this. I'm telling you, I think when we talk about manifesting the husband, we talk about manifesting the husband. First things first is to know who you are. I'm gonna write this down so I can remember. Mm-hmm. First thing first is to know who you are. Right? And then know what you want. Know what you want. Know what you want. Like you said, don't focus on what you don't want. What do you want? And be honest about it. Honesty. 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 And isn't that honesty so so in alignment with the vulnerability? Ooh. Right? Yes. Isn't that right there? Because let's say you you don't care for affection, right? But I do. And we're friends. It's okay for me to verbalize. I want my husband to be affectionate with me. And even if you 
verbalize. Oh no, because I don't want him kissing all over me and da 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 I'm not going to then transfer my mindset and say, well, I mean, yeah, you're right. Don't be kissing all over me every time I come inside the house. If I want affection, I'm going to stand strong and be honest with myself and say, I want that. I want PDA. I want somebody who's going to hold my hand in public, who's going to kiss me when we inside the line. If you want that, you have to be honest about what you want. What? Yep. Yeah. And then I would say the third point is know and embody the feeling. Know and embody the feeling. Like you said, because the list is not just a list. Right. You have to feel it. Can we put the list in there? and then embody the feeling. I love that. Okay. Where would you say the list would go? So if we got know who you are, yes. know what you want. Then make the list of what you want. Then make the list. And then put that emotion behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think we both had to do that. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. um, you know, is and even before that, when you know what you want, attract what you want so you know what you want then start working on yourself to attract what you want that's what it is so it's after knowing what you want you have to work on yourself yes you do because we say do the work but like you said what did that mean yep 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 you got to do the work you got to do, do the work and i feel like the work as well too is work emotionally, work mentally, work physically, work psychologically, work spiritually. When we say do the work, we are talking about shifting your mindset, shifting your emotions. If this is a big one, here it is. I know it was gonna come up. If you don't find yourself attractive, do the work. Ooh. Do the work. Don't go around here dating. If you don't find yourself attractive, if you don't feel attractive, stop dating. Mm. Go to the gym. Go to the health food store. Go there. Don't, if you, if you feel those things, especially physically, I have to just get on that, right? Because it's, it's nothing wrong with wanting to be physically attractive to your partner. You should not just think in your head, well, I got to get the fat guy because this used to be a thing too, right? I'm going to date the big guys because big guys, they show the most love. Nah, my man is fit. Yeah. And he's showing big love energy over here, right? <laughs> but I remember being inside the gym. I remember eating healthy. I remember changing my diet, which changed my vibrational frequency, which changed my self-confidence. So then I no longer had to pick people who I did not find attractive because they say that those are the people that will love you the best. Stop dating and work on yourself physically. So then that way you will have the self-confidence to attract in the person. And who's to say you ain't going to meet them at the gym? exactly i love that i i really love that i love that you said that yeah i think that's so powerful in doing the work so powerful in doing the work mm -hmm. because another part when we go back to the sacral chakra right your health is going to affect your sex life mm. Mm -hmm. is 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 gonna affect it right I have a friend who used to ask me my perspective, and I want to ask you your perspective with this as well. How do you feel like the physical affects the relationship, right? Like, let's say your husband, he's, he's an attractive guy right now, right, physically, and then he gains this weight. He starts to gain weight. Do you feel like that will affect the marriage? I feel like it does. I agree. I honestly feel like it does. And we have to be honest and say, you know, um, that being 
the physical does affect. It does affect it, you know, um, unless it's a health condition, you know, uh, people try to be understanding, but right. it does, it does affect how you, how sexually attracted you are to that person. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, before I met Rich, I, I already knew I don't, I'm not attracted to guys with bellies. Mm-hmm. I, the you, dad bod, that ain't it. You can't be pregnant. <laughs> I don't want you pregnant. Cause it, if I, if it looked like you're pregnant, here's the reality. Women are man. If you st- your stomach is big, that's food that did not digest. Mm. Right? That means that you were feeding yourself foods that were not on higher vibrational frequencies because fruit and vegetables dig- digest. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Which means then you were in a period, if you have that belly, that you were not loving yourself. You were feeding foods that were not good for your body. That is showing you do, you were not having self-love. That right. then inevitably will affect the self-confidence. So then now when we get together, you're not as confident. And so now I'm going to have to pay the price of that. Mm. That's, a, that's an interesting thing to think about. That's how I looked at it. That's how I looked at it because I see how if I start to gain a little stomach, I know how that feels. I, I don't ignore it. Right. I tap in and I say, okay, Bree. We bet. Time to time to tighten up. Time to mm-hmm. tighten up. But if you have a belly to the point where you look eight months pregnant, you never told yourself it was time to tighten up. Right. And then when you're operating on a high vibrational frequency, you want to be with a person who can recognize within their self first that there are things within me that I need to fix. Because then in the marriage, you're not constantly having to tell your husband about himself about himself because he already is operating from a mindset that he knows and understands himself. Himself. Know thyself. Yes, yes, yes. Oh thyself what else goes on the list what else goes so then after we start to feel it right so we got know who you are know what you want you do the work then you feel it you feel that right I feel like after after you start to feel it right I feel like then comes the standards and boundaries Ooh, okay. Now, I do want to point out, anybody listen to this, because I said I was going to write a book when it comes down to how I manifested my husband in 60 days. You get in the game right now. Get it now before she... Listen. It'll be yesterday's price. It's not going to be today's price. You better get it now. (laughs) That's the sound of prices going up. The price is going up. That is the sound. I feel like it's standards and boundaries, point blank, period. Oh, absolutely. Standards and boundaries. And I feel like the standards and boundaries goes into knowing your worth. I feel like it's knowing your worth. And knowing your worth, I feel like the knowing your worth is, again, it goes back to, it's okay to want a person who is operating on a certain vibrational frequency financially and spiritually and emotionally and that's okay and that's okay it's okay because why settle right for what right and then you'll be unhappy and who wants to be unhappy who wants to be unhappy unhappy? nobody wants to be unhappy i do want to ask this question when you were in the period of right after the divorce, did you already know that you wanted to be married again? Absolutely not. Nope. I did not. What? No. No, it was hard. And I wanted, I did not want that responsibility again. Wow. So I had to, like, there was a separation of when I got divorced to maybe like, three to four years before I even um, got into this relationship with my husband. So, nope, I did not. I was like, oh, this is tough. This is too hard. I don't want to do this again. 
Mm-hmm. So when did you start to notice the shift? Because there's a shift. Let me write that down. There's mm-hmm. a shift. When I started doing the work. There it is. When you start doing the work, then you're like, do you really not want to be married or do you just fear? Is that a fear? So you're saying part of the work is asking yourself those hard questions. Those hard questions and really being vulnerable with yourself. Yep. Yep. Is this something that you really want or is this a a fear? Mm. Are you afraid of something? And that's why you're saying you don't want it. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was. It was me feeling like a failure. I didn't want to fail again. Were you taking into consideration what your family or friends possibly would have thought about you if you tried again or if you failed again? Was that a thought in your mind? Uh, yeah, but also, you know, the fact that I got a divorce was, a, uh, you know, I took that into consideration, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was thinking like, man, I, I should have stuck this out because now I feel like a failure. I failed mm-hmm. my family. I was just going to ask about what, what do you think the ladies are thinking or what would you say to the ladies too that have kids? So now the, the, it's, it's that kid factor in there. What Ooh, would you and say that's, to them? That's difficult. But you have to realize that you are a person outside of your kids, which is a very difficult thing. So you have to, this is where that third eye comes in, where you have to be, honestly, you have to have discernment. Mm-hmm. you know you're dating yes you are dating and you narrow it down you have to get the input of your kids yeah wow so are you saying a girl i don't even handle kids and you over here talking to talk okay? <laughs> you're talking to talk um are you saying before the divorce kind of started going down you got the input of your kids of like okay so you see what's going on with mommy and daddy what's your point of view or are you saying as a woman the divorce kind of gets handled with you as the individual separation of the kids and then when you start back dating you then get the input of the kids I think you continuously check in with your kids that's that's the that's the tough part because you're like they're going through the divorce too Mm. so their home is disrupted and there's a lot of emotions that they're having and you have to let them know that this isn't your fault um then you have to you know let them know or in in the dating process like hey you know mommy's ready to date or however you want to have that conversation and then, you know, when you find someone that you like or that might be a potential, then you introduce them to the kids. I think but you have to, like, you have to see how they react to kids. Is this person going to, how do they act with the kids? Mm. You know, is this person going to be somebody that is good with kids? Are they a good dad? Are they, are they comfortable with being a step-parent? Because mm-hmm. it's okay for you know, single people to say, hey, I don't want to date with anybody with kids. Right. And it's okay for, um, it's okay for you to ask for what you want, mm-hmm. you know, because that, that step parent role is, is um, a challenge. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. Wow. Well, I know. It seems like that was a whole nother topic that we could get into, but. Yeah. But I still think it, it all still goes back into manifesting the man because all women aren't coming into it single, right? Every woman that's going to listen to this pot. That's why I love how we're on. We were on two different ends of the spectrum because that it had to be talked about here. Right. But we did the same stuff Thanks. to manifest. We did this. And so the same rules apply, sis. So don't make it seem like, well, you know, I got it. Same yeah. rules apply. Same rules apply. Same rules apply. So I feel like last but not least of one of the things that we're going to talk or that we're going to say or hear then as well, when it comes down to manifesting the man, right? I want to get into the talk of as a woman, as a woman, right? The energy that we must exude during the dating before the marriage 
I want to get into get into that and in, in like both of our perspectives on we talked about a little bit earlier too the fine lines between we're dating we're now having sex with each other I'm cooking and cleaning for you introducing you to the kids introducing you to the family having the conversations about when do you want to get married expectations what's your point of view on that as a woman Mm. I think as a woman we should know those we should ask those questions but also ask it in a way not in an interview not an interrogation Mm. I'm going to say it that way because people are going to give you the answer that you want but their actions are going to show different. She doesn't say it, y'all. <laughs> so you're going to have to word it in a way so, you know, that it comes off as just asking a question and not an interrogation. Mm-hmm. So people can be honest and the guard can be let down. Yeah. So then you really find out what they want. Yeah. If they really want it. Because you can sit down somebody and say, so tell me when you, tell me what you want. And they'll tell you, oh, you know, I want a wife and I want kids and I want a dog and I want, you know, a puppy and a cat and all this stuff. But their actions are showing different. The actions. The I think actions. That's, that's, that's what we, I think that that's it right there, right? Mm-hmm. The that's what sets people apart. The actions. The, what are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. Are they showing up for themselves every day? Are they showing up for you mm-hmm. every day, right? And what would you say to the women that's scared to ask those questions? Ask them, why are you scared? Mm-hmm. What is it that makes you afraid to ask those questions? Because that's a throat chakra. Ooh. Communication. You have to communicate. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. makes you afraid? Probably that they're going to say no. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. And you have to be okay with that. Yes, ma'am. Because that would save you so much time than to rather assume or not to ask the question at all. Sure. You're worthy of an answer. You're Some of us feel like, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to rock the boat, you know. I don't want to upset him. Mm-hmm. This is a good thing. I don't want to upset him. Mm. I don't want him to leave. But what about you? Facts. Facts. Mm. That's why I feel like when you hold off on having sex, ooh, when you hold off on having sex, <laughs> you can really get some straightening and some clarity. And it'd be like, well, shoot. I mean, I didn't really give him anything. Yeah, we went on some dates, but and I gave my time, but because I didn't give that level of vulnerability, it's easy for me to walk away. I could think about, again, back when I was on Tinder last fall or whatever, before Rich and I got together, I went or whatever and was chilling with this dude or whatever, and we were chatting. And we were talking about how my perspective, I would not have a man with a baby and give the baby the man's last name if we're not married. Right, which makes sense. I understand that. So we talked about it. Him and I talked about it. Conversation still went on. Like we were just the same way you and I are still just talking, talking, talking. The next two days, he ghosted me. See? Right? And then came back around just like, oh, what's up? And so I'm like, what's up? I haven't heard from you in these past two days. So now I'm confused. Like, what's going on? Well, you know, it's just that, you know, the other night or whatever, we talked, we kind of were just on two different pages about things. And so, you know, I just kind of took a step back. So here I am trying to gain clarity on what it is. Now, of course, the two days of ghosting was enough for me. Again, I have standards and boundaries. If you can't be a man and communicate about whatever it is that I said to you that wasn't on the same page, you've already shown me who you are, right? Yes, yes. But I still like to get a little clarity and understanding because again, we had talked for hours and you say what you said the other night, we weren't on the same page. I don't even know what you're talking about, right? That's when he explains it. And then he then says that, well, 
I don't really really want to talk about it or whatever because I found that with dating um this other girl that I was dating um in the beginning when I kind of said the things that I wanted she pretended and started pretending like that was her and then over time come to find out that she wasn't red flags alert first things first I'm not her second thing second communication is key and Mm -hmm. third things it goes to show how because we were talking because we were having conversation I was able to see that this man was not the man for me I could have lowered my standards and values after the two days of ghosting me and been like well I feel where you're coming from if we get pregnant you you don't have to marry me exactly yep yep and how many times in relation not relationships how many times in the dating room have we questioned how things turned out only to be able, only to have to be honest with ourselves and say, you didn't pay attention to the red flags. You didn't see the red flags. The red flags. That's going to be our last one too. I love this. We could talk for hours and hours and hours. I know we have to go. So. Sorry, they just had to put it on mute so I can cough. But. <laughs> <laughs> the red flags the red flags today's talk was amazing I, I am so grateful to you queen I am truly truly grateful and thank you so much um for allowing me to be in your beautiful space I feel the same way I feel the same way and I can't wait until I come on your podcast as well as we had already talked about too I'm so excited. The same energy. So tell the ladies where they can find you. Okay. You can find me on Instagram at that chakra chick, or you can find me on Facebook at that chakra chick and um, on uh, Instagram. What is it? TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Are you on TikTok? I'm not on TikTok. Oh my God. You need to be on TikTok. Such a fun (laughs) place. (laughs) And that is at Leo B-M-O-O-R-E. There we go. There we go. We did it. Beautiful. (laughs) Today was beautiful. So, ladies, 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 if you're interested in manifesting your husband, right? If you're interested in manifesting your husband and you have any questions, you can feel free to reach out to us. If you love this talk, feel free to reach out to us. If you're going to take any pointers, let us know which pointers and if you have any questions about the pointers reach out true love is there in the universe for you to attract yes work on yourself Mm -hmm. and when you work on yourself you will find that everything else will naturally unfold for you and that is the most beautiful beautiful part yes it is Yes, it is. So until next time, ladies, thank you for tuning in into this episode of the Queen Talk Podcast. And I will see you ladies later. Yay.